You're listening to Speak Your Style, a lifestyle and business podcast hosted by Sasha Bowlby and Liz Toombs. Hey, 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 welcome back everybody to Speak Your Style. Thanks for joining us again. Um, Today's guest is one that I was particularly excited to have joining us. We have Emily Riddle of, this is going to take a second, (laughs) Gathered Living, the Amsden, and the soon-to-be Rick House Hotel, all located in Versailles, Kentucky. Hi, Emily. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. That's like quite the list. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's hard for me to keep track of as well. <laughs> I mean, honestly, how do you devote your time or, or break up, um, you know, what you're focusing on from day to day? It's very, that's my biggest challenge. And honestly, it kind of comes in waves. Um, like sometimes I find that I'm focusing like for a month on one thing in particular. Like right now, it's more decorating stuff. Next year, I'm sure it'll be more Rick House stuff. Like, I'll actually probably have to step back from taking decorating jobs during that time. Um, and then dur- during, like, special holidays and special events, usually it's Amsden for a couple weeks for those. But, yeah, it's it's definitely a challenge. Sometimes I'm working all day decorating and then running to the Amsden at night when they're closed to, like, spiff up some displays or drop off stuff. But... I just kind of got to do whatever it takes to keep up. <laughs> that's, that's everything, I think. <laughs> what about this upcoming hotel, the Rick House? Do you want to talk about what that's going to sure. like? So I, I don't really know all the details of what it's going to look like quite yet. We're still in the fundraising portion right now. We've done this unique um, main vest fundraising, which is kind of like a crowdsourcing platform, but it's, it's, geared towards Main Street and um, specifically Main Street businesses that help the, that boost the community. So it allows just everyday people to invest for as little as $500. So you don't have to be a big shot um, investor to be a part of all these different projects. And there's tons of great projects on there, restaurants and not just hotels, all different boutiques and all all across the United States. So we've had really, really good success with that. We met our goal like within the first week and we have kept it up for a couple of months and just continue to add to that. So we've been really happy with that. And hopefully we'll be closing on the property in the next month. It's been delayed because of COVID multiple times. Um, But once that gets closed, we'll actually start construction in the upper half of the building. Um, it's currently a bank, and they're going to stay a little while because they're building a new location. So we'll start construction while they're still in there on the upper half, which will be all the hotel rooms, which is the bulk of the construction. Um, and then we'll, the restaurant and the distillery distillery will kind of lag behind a little bit as far as opening. So we'll be able to open the boutique hotel a little bit before the restaurant and the distillery is open, but not too far. So that is super exciting. And we're actually under, um, in negotiations for another property that's going to be kind of like in the same area, but a little bit different feel like more of a bed and breakfast that will add to the Rick house brand. And I'm super excited about that because it's a place that everyone in Woodford County knows and loves, and we're hoping to give it new life um, 
and it'll be a great uh, asset to the entire brand because the Rick House is going to be like very luxury, high end, and this will be like more bed and breakfast style, um, historical, and just like quaint if you want just like a weekend get getaway or something like that. So that's what's going on with that right now. I'm ready to get started. I feel like I have my designs, you know, about I have my ideas ready, but like I'm ready to dive in and like sourcing products and all that stuff, which will take time. But yeah, we kind of have to get in there to do all that. <laughs> I've enjoyed seeing all of the different mock-ups and renderings that you've had done for it just with your inspiration. And yeah. I saw you share the main best stuff and then was at a girlfriend's house um we were just sitting on the patio and another friend was like i got this ad for this like opportunity to invest in this downtown for sales hotel so like we went on this tangent talking about it yeah. this gal's in um the finance world she's in hr for um a bank and she was like i think it's an amazing financial opportunity and so <laughs> if you think yeah. it's good then i will follow your advice so yeah um, i just think the whole thing is super intriguing in the way that you can get local people involved like you said you don't have to be like yeah money bags to right be part of it. yeah we loved that part of it and we've had so many locals and like members of our family who maybe wouldn't have been able to invest otherwise and friends of the family so that's been really cool to see i can we can see all their names come in and we're like oh we know them we know them so we love that they're able to be a part of it and they can actually come all those people that invested are going to get to come to like a special preview opening and they get to be like, I am part of this. I'm a part owner of the Rick House and they can show it off to their friends. And I think that will be a great, great for business as well. Cause all these people will be excited about it and want to share about it when it does open as well and want their family to stay here when they come into town as well. So now for our listeners, I guess maybe, um, we'll rewind a little bit and I guess where you've got so many different parts, maybe if we can focus on one and let our listeners sure. know, um, we'll start with, um, your gathered living. Um, if you maybe want to break that down and talk about what that is and how you got started. Um, and then we'll, we'll touch base on the other sure. ones as well. So gathered living actually started as Miss Molly vintage, which was my original brand that I came up with on a whim that name. I did not realize it would stick for so long, but I was just buying and reselling vintage and antique stuff. I had a booth at feather your nest antiques in Lexington. I was doing that part-time while working at Street Scene Vintage. I started in college. I eventually um, went full-time just buying and reselling, added an online shop, and that's when I added my blog as well where I shared recipes and I started sharing like my holiday decor and DIY projects and anything I was doing. Um, when we bought our house in Versailles in 2016, I shared the entire renovation process, and that's when I grew a lot as far as my social media following because people loved following that um, and that's when I started getting a lot of requests for decorating services which I didn't offer or hadn't even really thought about offering so I decided to kind of test that out and offer some Christmas decorating in late 2016 and then it kind of just snowballed from there the people that I decorated for then I still am actually decorating for some of them now they just became regular clients and then they referred and then those people referred so it grew from there and then the Amston 
we purchased and renovated in 2017. So it was pretty quick from 2016 to now. Um, there was like a big project every year, it seemed like. But And now um, I transitioned to gathered living during the Amsden renovation because I wanted, I knew I was going to have a shop as part of the Amsden and I wanted it to be so-and-so mercantile and kind of coordinate with my existing brand. So I made it gathered living and then gathered mercantile. And I still have my blog and I still share three to four posts a week of different things, whether it be decorating projects that I'm doing currently or in my own home or what's going on at the Amsden if we have any upcoming events or new arrivals or recipes and DIY projects. So it's still kind of the same content. It's just expanded. I have lots of material that I can share now, which actually makes it pretty easy blogging wise because I never am like stuck on something to share. There's always something going on that I can come up with pretty quickly. So I'm a one man show on my end. So um, sometimes from the aspect of, you know, trying to have somebody to manage all of those tasks, Liz and I have talked to many times that I need to branch mm -hmm. out and, and add some, some help, but it can get frustrating and you can yeah. realize like, okay, this is not what I'm good at. I'm good. Right. At, I'm good at X and I'm not good at Y. So who yes. can take that off my plate? <laughs> yes, for sure. It's a huge relief. I don't know about you, Liz, but I don't get to for sales much, but it seems like the more that we hear of all of these cool things that are going on in for sales, I've really got to get it on the list after everything kind of calms down with COVID yeah. to really just go and just look around and yeah, really kind of cool. It's adorable. Um, so I was able to go visit the Farrick Mason showroom. Um, and Emily, we had her on a while back. I don't know if you know Alice. Yes, yes so we do. I went, my team and I went and we looked at everything and just, I keep calling it a wonderland. And then we visited it's amazing. Yeah. across the street and we, you know, we shopped in the store and then we got some drinks at the Amsden. And so uh, we saw your adorable patio umbrellas that made sure we got a photo Yes. Yes, Sasha, you need to, when COVID stuff calms down, get out and go visit. I've got to because it's like the more and more I hear about it, the more and more I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to go check it out for sure. We're trying to make it a cool place. We still have, I mean, we still have so much more room for growth even now. We've added, I think, since we opened the Amsden, like 15 new businesses just in our little Court Street area, which is crazy. Um, but still, like, we could use a lot more restaurants, a lot more shops. And that's the thing about downtown areas is you don't feel really competition because the people that are coming down there are looking to walk around and go to all different places. They're not just, like, running in and running out usually. They're looking to spend a day. So I always say the more the merrier. We're always trying to, like, recruit other businesses. My husband is actually who's really good at that part. He is who brought rolling oven to for sales. I mean, he's the reason all these places have really come. He won't tell you that, but I'll brag on him. Um, so yeah, he's really good at whenever someone needs like a space in for sales, they reach out to him, even though he's not like a realtor or anything, but he kind of has his pulse on what is becoming available and he can kind of work them, set them up with the perfect spot, which has worked out well so far. So when I visit downtown Versailles, I get a little bit like you, Emily, where I just become like, oh, I fall in love with, with everything. And so actually, a couple of weeks ago, I went to Versailles, 
one afternoon came home and I told my husband, I said, I think we're going to move to downtown for sale. <laughs> we can fix up. And he was like, no. And then I went the next day to Midway and I was like, Hey, we could get this house in downtown Midway. No. <laughs> so I think I have a house problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. I've, there's been multiple houses since we bought this one that I've wanted to buy, not to move to. I just want to have them and fix them up and then we can sell them or whatever. Yeah. But I just like, collect I like houses I like redoing them I like going in I'm curious I guess I'm just nosy I want to see the inside of all these houses I want to see the inside of all these buildings I just like knowing what they are <laughs> yeah and knowing their stories I think yes are what's really cool um I just think it's neat you know you are a young family revitalizing such an old um historic area and so I think that that really can breathe some new life into mm -hmm. it we hope so. We really enjoy it. And honestly, we started doing it just selfishly because we wanted somewhere to go downtown. We live half a mile from the Amsden, so we can walk down there. Um, and we just wanted somewhere to walk to and enjoy. So it's kind of just snowballed from there. But it was super fun. Still is. <laughs> talk about it. The more I want to go, like I just want to get in the car and I want to drive down there and look around. <laughs> it you must be so to. nice being, being close. Uh, it is. To the to you know where all of your things are. So it definitely is, and it's um it's very helpful when like someone forgets to lock a door or there's like an emergency and you can just run down there. It's very convenient. So a while back, Emily, I saw you share a post about um, kind of your background and your mm -hmm. schooling or lack thereof within yes. interior design. And I really liked what you said um, and it resonated with me. And so will you kind of share with people that story and, and what happened? Because I think your path yes. is different than what most people would assume. Yes. So I grew up having so many different interests. I had no idea what I wanted to study in college because I couldn't narrow it down. I wanted to teach. I wanted to own my own business. I always had interest in retail store. I wanted to decorate. I was super into art in high school, so I had that aspect. I was into music, so I kind of applied to all different things. Um, when I decided I was gonna go to UK, one being the interior design program. I did not get into the interior design program. I still don't know why. It still makes me angry when I think about it because I was completely qualified. But anyways, there was a reason for that, I guess, because I ended up studying art education. I have not taught a day in my life. I um, was working at Street Scene all through college, so that kind of redirected my path in the middle because I started getting into that retail world and realizing I can do this on my own. I love this. I love every part of it, like even the behind the scenes stuff. I love the merchandising. I love the buying. This is what I want to do. I want to have my own shop eventually. So that kind of redirected me. Um, and thank goodness I didn't end up teaching because I would be miserable. <laughs> Not that I don't love kids because I still do. Um, I just don't like being controlled and schools nowadays i mean they tell you every you have a curriculum i mean everything is so rigid and i would not be happy in that world and my mom is a teacher so i feel like i can say this um she knows that i would not have been happy too so 
my path just kind of, it took a lot longer because I ended up working at Street Scene all through college and after. I did all that stuff that was like my thing on the sides, buying and reselling. I started small. I was just renting space. I knew I didn't want to have my very own shop until it was going to be like exactly how I wanted it. And I had no, like I knew it could make it. I did not want to have any doubt in my mind that it was going to fail. So I waited and waited and waited. Um, and then when we, like I said, when we bought this house and renovated, I just shared and shared everything. I shared my own home decor not even really thinking in the back of my head about the decorating thing. Like I had put that so far. I literally had just put that out of my mind when I didn't get into that interior design program. But um, as I kept sharing, I kept getting requests. Do you decorate? I need you to come help me with my house. And eventually I was like, okay, this sounds like fun. I've always wanted to do this. So why don't I just try these holiday decorating packages and oh my gosh I think I charged like $50 for like the whole setup I I was basically doing it for free when I look back at what I charged um so I did that and I sold out immediate like I didn't have any time to do anymore I took on as much as I could that first holiday season and from there those people called me back to do other things come January I was starting to decorate and then I would share that and then more people would call and it just kind of the referrals are what gets you for decorating I mean it is crazy I feel like I don't even really advertise my specific services anymore I just share my projects that I'm doing and that is the referral and then those people just telling other people about you um, so it's really just grown through referrals from there. And now it's like basically what takes up most of my time. So somehow I ended up back to the decorating, even though I was rejected at first. Um, but really I have no formal training. I'm completely self-taught. Most of the time I have no idea what I'm doing. I just know, but I feel like I have a lifetime of experience because my entire life I've loved like putting spaces together. Even when I was little, I would redecorate my room and rearrange it all the time. Um, and I've kind of taught myself how to do everything, how to hang curtains, how to hang pictures for people, how to use power tools. I mean, I'm really like the one woman show when I come in. I do do it all for them and there are people that probably need a more formally trained interior designer and when they do I'm happy to refer someone else um, if I feel like it's beyond my expertise but most of the people that I've worked with are looking for like a budget friendly version of an interior designer which is kind of where I feel like I've made my niche um, so someone who maybe isn't going to help them completely redesign a whole room, but just pull it together using what they have or just switching out a couple things. Um, so that's kind of where I have tried to make um, my mark, so so to speak. So I think that's funny you say that about rearranging your room as a kid, because um, that's part of my story too. I made my yeah. nuts, like just moving stuff around all the yeah. time. Yes. I was reading someone else's bio just the other day, and she said the same thing. So it's That's so funny. Yeah. 
Yeah, my parents thought I was so weird because they would come in and, like, I had moved all the furniture. They were like, how did you do this? But yeah, I would just get a hair, wild hair and decide I'm going to rearrange this whole space. And I would hang the pictures in different areas and everything. Yeah. I mean, you just make, make do, right? You make yeah. Do. yeah. <laughs> I think I got to offending mom once I got older and I would just move around the main rooms too. And she'd be like, <laughs> the furniture. Yes. Now I did check out um, a few of your links and I noticed that you have a um, decorating club. Oh, yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I started that, I think it's been about two years now. It was right after I had my son, and I would be up late feeding him and come up with these crazy ideas. Um, so it's a subscription club. It's $24.99 a month, and what you get with it is half an hour of e-design with me every month. So we can do literally whatever you need help with. Um, whether it's picking out curtains or, hey, I need a new rug for this room or what should I do for this wall decor above this couch? I get all kinds of questions and sometimes it's a bigger project and we just chip off a little bit at a time every month. And then you get 20% off all my regular services. So it's really good for people that have lots of like either little projects around the house that they wanna tackle little by little or they have a big project and they're like, I'm okay moving at a slower pace and just kind of you helping me guide me through. Um, and then we have a fun Facebook group where people can ask questions and get feedback, share photos. Um, it's a really become a really great community. I think we're up to like close to 800 members now. I just really started that a couple months ago. But people are like super interactive. I've been really pleased with how how interactive and helpful everyone is and offering their opinions about paint colors or whatever people are asking about. Um, and so, yeah, and then I also share, there's like a decorating club portal on my website. When you're a member, you get a special password to log in and I have some tutorials and videos and guides. I try to add one a month. So it's kind of like your library of information. Um, that you can access whenever you want to. And then I have all my recommendations for like local painters, and wallpapers, electricians that you get access to as well. So it's just like a fun way. I wanted to have a way for my regular clients or people that are not local that kind of want to get help with e-design or feel like they're part of the, um, can take part in my decorating services as well. So it's just like a fun little community club. When I started it out, we would do monthly um, monthly events at like different shops and they would get discounts to shop. That kind of, it went well, but it was kind of hard to coordinate days that worked for everyone, um, that everyone could participate. So I've kind of tried to make it more virtual um, focused in the last couple of months and that's done really well especially with like the Facebook group and stuff so I think I'll continue to gear it towards the more virtual aspects where everyone can participate from wherever they are. Do you sleep ever? <laughs> no not very much <laughs> honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's the same thing I was like girl how do you keep <laughs> I have in the past couple well maybe six months I've hired a lot of virtual help, which has helped a ton. So um, a lot of my e-design and clients 
even just like sourcing for clients I'm working with in person, I found a great group of girls that helped me. Um, and they are just like me. They're completely self-taught. They're just interested in decorating and they just have really good taste. And I'm kind of trying to train them as well on how to do things. And it's been so helpful because I can just outsource a lot of things to them as far as like graphics and social media and blog stuff, um, responding to emails and things like that. So that has been huge in helping me kind of manage all these different things because before I was super control freak. I mean, I still am a control freak, but I have learned to let go of some things and it's amazing how much it helps you overall just be able to focus on what's really important. Like the things that I know no one else can do, I still do. But anything that I can outsource to someone else, I'm learning to let go. And it's been super helpful over the last few months. It takes a minute to get there though. Oh, a minute, a, a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> like, Apparently. Us, we run our own show. We, you know, there's a reason we're doing what we're doing. Yes. I also say we got in it because we love the work, not because we love, you know, all these other yeah. components of a business that you don't realize you're going to have to do. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot to be said for sharing your knowledge with other people um, and just, you know, helping some other folks get into it as well. Yeah. So yeah. That's really positive. From um, a business owner standpoint, do you have suggestions of if somebody's looking to start to outsource things, whether it's remote workers or in person, do you have suggestions of how they should do that? I've had really, I honestly just posted on social media and then people would like tag their friends or send their friends. And I've had really good luck. I mean, of course, some have not worked out. I kind of did a little test project for each one to get a feel of their taste and how they work. Some didn't even respond to the test project. So that tells me right there. No. Um, <laughs> um, but some, like, it gave me a really good idea of how organized they are. Like, I can tell when they send me a document, like, this is my sample design plan, what kind of worker they are, how quickly they respond, um, and also, like, what their tastes are, like, what is their style. So it kind of helps me. I made little notes. I made, like, a spreadsheet for everyone that applied. And now when I get projects coming in, I can kind of pick based on who is a good match for them. Cause some have, you know, more young modern taste and I compare them with that person. But overall it was really just through word of mouth. And a couple of the girls have just been, their students. Um, one is a young mom that um, does a couple different jobs part time and they've been with me for a couple years. So They've been great because they kind of have learned every, everything and I can trust them. I don't have to explain things as much to them. But yeah, I just put it out on social media and I got a pretty good response um, and would reply with, you know, what the expectations were, what the pay would be. This is how it's all set up. And some people weren't okay with that and that was fine. I would just move on to the next person. But most people were interested because it really is great work. It's remote. You can do it from wherever. Um, I do have a couple girls that do help me with like shopping and doing returns and errands and stuff in person, but most of it is remote. You can do it in your pajamas. You're getting to shop online. Most, most of the time you're just sourcing things online. So you're getting to just shop. It's fun. It's fun work. 
the one thing I wanted to kind of rewind about too, when you were talking about the decorators club and your on your Facebook groups and your online stuff, I'm sure with COVID right now, it's probably been um, a really great um, tool for people to be able to jump on and look because a lot of people have had more time at home mm -hmm. and they're wanting to redecorate and change things. And I'm one of those people, like I cannot see anything. I, I mean, somebody has to put it together for me and say, this is what it is. And this is what, what it's going to look yeah. like hard for me to visually see those kind of things in a space format so um that would be like a great option for me to be able to jump on and be like and sometimes it's hard to choose like what paint color do you think would look yeah. nice with this or what fabric would look nice with this or right how would it pair together so i'm sure um through all of this that that's been a great tool yeah it will e-design really took off during covid and i kind of I kind of focused on that for a while and tried to maximize um, the people that needed that. So I've gotten a lot of recurring clients from eDesign. And a lot of people now, I tell them, really, even though I have a waiting list, we can go ahead and start with eDesign because it takes a while for us to get the full look together. Like we have, if you're starting from scratch, you got to pick furniture. Like we can do a lot of this remotely and you don't have to pay me to come in person yet. Um, so a lot of times we'll do a combination starting with e-design and then working towards in-person services. And then I just kind of come install all the finishing touches at once. But really I'm flexible with people. Um, I have some people that are like, just tell me what to do and I'll do all the in-person stuff myself. You just direct me and I'm totally fine with that as well. So I'm really flexible to do whatever combination that they need as far as in-person and remote work. Now, how did everything get started in Versailles? Are you originally from there or? I'm not. My husband is. He grew up here and his family lives on a farm out on US 60, almost to Frankfurt. Like they're right on the line. So he said when he was growing up, they never went downtown because there was nothing to do. They would always go around it. And that's how a lot of people in Versailles actually are. So we moved back purely because of the house. It was a foreclosure. It was a deal. We weren't looking in Versailles at the time. We were just looking for houses with an acre or so land. And this came up and we um, fell in love with it. And then it kind of just snowballed from there. It's crazy to think, I think about it a lot, that if we hadn't bought this house, the Amsden, none of that would have happened because the only reason we were even looking at that building is because we noticed it was for sale and we were curious and we really didn't have a plan to start a coffee shop or any of this stuff before that. It kind of all just happened because we keep falling in love. We fell in love with the house and then we fell in love with the building. We just really like old buildings and houses apparently and can't resist them. So it takes a special soul to be willing to get into those, right? Because they can be quite the yes. or, or create problems. So did you yes. know anything about running a coffee shop or running a retail store before you guys jumped in? I feel like I knew about running a retail store just from street scene. I learned everything from them. They really let me like take ownership and do, I mean, I learned how to do inventory, budgeting, buying. So I learned so much from them. And thankfully, my boss there owns Coffee Times next door. So I didn't really know anything about owning a coffee shop, so I called her because <laughs> we're still really good friends. They're like my biggest mentors. And she helped us so much because thankfully, 
I mean, really, we didn't know anything. Alex had worked in coffee for Alltech for a little while, so he, like, knows coffee pretty well, and he liked selecting the blends and all that stuff. But as far as running a day-to-day -day coffee shop, we knew nothing. And when we opened, I think back, and I'm like, we had no clue what we were doing. Like, our girls had been trained maybe, like, a day in how to make drinks, and they were just, like, slinging them out nonstop the first couple of days. And... I'm sorry if anyone came and their drink wasn't good, but we really, we were just kind of winging it the whole first month. And I only feel like, even today, I feel like we're finally hitting our stride, but it's really taken a couple of years to kind of get you, there's so much to learn with coffee, and there's so many different, you know, people like different things, and customer service, and there's just so many different aspects of it that you have to refine, and it takes years, really. Um, and I, that's not my specialty. I get frustrated with people. I don't, I can't be in there day to day. Um, but thankfully we have, my sister actually manages the coffee shop. So she handles like all the ordering, the payroll, all the day to day stuff. So that is one thing that I do not have to worry about, which is a big relief. <laughs> with you talking about um, art education as your major, I know that um, for a while there was a group of ladies, like local influencers. I assume that you mm. yourself as an influencer, right? Ugh. Kind of? No? You I hate to, but I guess so. <laughs> I hate that word. So, like, I was thinking of like, okay. Kayla Weber, and like, you said, yes. good friends with yes. her, you have her artwork in your shop. Yeah. She was an art teacher, so I just, mm -hmm. I think that's kind of cool, and I didn't know how yeah. those friendships struck up. It's crazy. Kayla and I have only known each other for probably two or three years now. We met through, there was a Lexington blogger group. Um, it was... I mean, it's still in, we still do things together occasionally, but we were doing things on a regular basis back in 2017. It was before, right before the Amston opened. Um, and we met through that. We had never met before. You know what? Actually, we had. I had done a vintage market at Springhouse. Someone had hosted it in one of the barns at Springhouse. And her and her mom came and bought all kinds of stuff for me. And we had kind of met quickly there. Um, but we have so much in common it is like really freaky. Like our birthdays are right. Like everything we learn about each other, we're like, how are we? We're like the same person. Our birthdays are close together. We, you know, we both were, um, did art education. She actually taught though. Um, we're just super interested in all the same things. Our husbands are like the exact same person. They become really good friends as well. Um, we both have boys now, cl very close to the same age, but we have been, uh, we've become really, really good friends and just totally met randomly through that group. And um, we, it's great to have her because we are both in a unique situation. We're kind of influencers, I guess, but we're also primarily business owners. And that's what we talk about this a lot because we're like in a weird position. We're not really promoting like we're not really selling like the clothes we have on or like the traditional things influencers are selling. We're selling ourselves or our services or our business. Um, and she also, she has the barn at Springhouse and all these different aspects to her business as well, kind of like I do. So it's great to have her. Um, we're always bouncing like business ideas off of each other or 
business dilemmas or <laughs> customer service frustrations, all the, like, what should I do with this? Should I accept this return or just tell them to, you know, kick rocks, you know, stuff like that. So it's been great. I'm so thankful to have met her through all this. Um, yeah. And have great. her to confide in. Yeah. Brand. Yeah. Um, that, that description of influencer makes a lot more sense as to why you made that face and kind of, <laughs> yourself, yes, that, that was a better description than what yeah. I Yeah. And both of us, we hate talking to the camera. You have to do it. Some like people pay attention to those stories more for some reason, but we like both, we hate doing that. I hear you. I'm this. Yeah. I'm making myself do that more, and I'm telling my team our faces yeah. show up more on right. our PR interiors account because it's real easy. We'll show you a sofa. Yeah. we'll talk about it, right. but we don't always want to be up there. Yeah. If people connect with us. They don't I know. Right. So, I don't yeah. know. I used a lot of Kayla's artwork in. Um, we do a lot of sorority houses, mm -hmm. colors, and yes, it's perfect. So we've used them quite a bit. Yeah. And I always go out to the wreath making classes at Springhouse because that's really fun for me. So fun. It's not my forte, but they yeah. do a really good job of walking yes. through it. Yes. Sasha, do you have more questions on your list? I think most of my questions have been answered. I've got to get down to Versailles. <laughs> yes. Come on down. Have been answered as well. Is there anything, Emily, that you want to make sure that you get to put out there, or that you really want people to hear from you? I think we about covered everything. I'm sure I'll think of something later. <laughs> well, the way that we close out every episode is we each have a question for you related to style. And I expect okay. you're going to have a really good answer given your um, <laughs> here. So my style, I mean, my question is what, how would you describe your personal home style? I can see it in the background. So you're going to have to describe it for all the listeners. Well, I feel like I am very indecisive, and I like all different kinds of styles. So my home, I would say eclectic, vintage, modern farmhouse. I'm going to use a lot of words. Um, and every room is a little bit different because, again, I'm indecisive, so I want a little bit of everything. I'm not someone who's like, my whole home needs to flow together. I feel like it does flow when you walk through, but... Um, there's definitely like a different vibe in each room and I'm constantly redoing things. So, um, updating and I always like, I could redo my entire house right now. My husband's about to kill me cause I'm ready to renovate our kitchen and it's been like three years. Um, but yes, I would say eclectic is the main key because I like mixing vintage and new things. I would say primarily I have a lot more vintage than new. Like all my furniture pretty much except for like couches is old mixed. Um, and I have like old farm tables and industrial mixed with rustic and modern and mid-century. I just, I like it all. So I like to mix it. But overall, I think for all of my, not just my own home, but my designs, cozy is a key word that I always like to use. And that's what people are looking for a lot of the times is they just want their space to feel cozy. So I feel like that's my specialty is making spaces cozy and comfortable, um, but still look good at the same time. I would agree based on seeing, seeing. <laughs> and it's funny 
because you know you like to breathe new life into buildings and you're obviously doing that with the furnishings too you're not just yeah if they're older you're not letting them go by the wayside and i think that's cool okay so my question is how would you describe your personal fashion style Oh, it's very similar. I like, it's eclectic. Like every day I'm dressed in a different mood, so to speak. Um, sometimes I'm like in athleisure and sometimes I'm in like a vintage dress. Um, I have all kinds of vintage clothes, shoes, jewelry. I love collecting that as well. That's really where I got started with my love of vintage is clothes and jewelry. Um, playing dress up when I was little I had all kinds of stuff and some of the stuff I used to dress up in I actually like wear for real right now so that's pretty funny but yes definitely eclectic um, I can't I guess I'm kind of trendy like I like to try out different trends but not like too crazy so I'll like put my own spin on it um, and I go through different waves like I feel like I probably dress more like preppy and girly in the summer because I like floral prints and little dresses and like printed skirts and a-line stuff and then in the fall and winter I feel like I get a little more um, edgy maybe like I mix it up with different styles and wear boots more and so I kind of change with the seasons as well <laughs> way though to talk about it and yeah. too, I think for me I think fall is fall is more fun fashion wise for me because for I mean, sure warm where there's you don't have a whole lot of options but like when you can layer yes you know, opens up all the possibilities yeah. <laughs> well, Emily do you want to um, let our listeners know how they can find you on social media websites all that good stuff yes so my hub of everything I do is my website, gatheredky.com. That has my blog. It has my online shop, information about decorating services, literally anything that's going on, you're going to find it there. There's a search box on the top of every page. So if you can't find something, just search for it and you'll be able to pull it up easily. Um, I have my blog broken up into different sections now. That's a recent change I did. So if you want to see recipes, there's a recipe tab where you can see them all. Cheese boards, there's a cheese board tab. Um, home decor, there's a home decor tab. You can even go back to my renovation um, with the R Fixer Upper tab. Um, and then social media, I am Gathered Living on Instagram, Gathered Living on Facebook, and on Pinterest, Gathered Living as well. I am a big Pinterest person. I'm on there a lot. Um, and I share everything I do on there as well and get a lot of inspiration. I think that's everything. I'm on Twitter, but I don't really ever do anything except read other people's tweets. <laughs> I'm guilty of that as well. Twitter is like a whole other. Yes. A whole, a whole other <laughs> We appreciate you so much for joining us um, today. Yes. Like I said earlier, I have got to get to Versailles and check everything out. And I know everybody listening is probably, if you have not been like me, we've all probably <laughs> got it on the bucket list. For sure. Yes, I hope so. Thank you so much. I need to do a wreath decorating class too. <laughs> My list is getting so long of all these things. <laughs> you have quite the bucket list forming. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Speak Your Style. Your feedback means a lot to us. Please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have any feedback or special requests, you can direct message us on social media.
You can find me, Liz Toombs, and my business, PDR Interiors, on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And you can find me, Sasha Bowlby, and my business, Sasha Bow Boutique, at Facebook and Instagram.